Yeah, and I know that I was looking at the images of that thing day in, day out. Mm-hmm. I was visualizing it. It's here, it's arrived, you know? And that's been with books, that's been with relationships, that's been with everything, anything. Situations, opportunities, you gotta see. Being on, wanting to talk on stage, visualizing myself being on the stage. At that point, I ain't got Jack Squid. The Imani Speak Show. Self-made, finding the goodness and greatness within yourself. And it's kind of touched on my background as a kid who couldn't read or write and was struggling in school and um, had to pick up the pieces to make the decision to turn my life around and try and go on the journey of progress. Um, and it was just a marvellous, marvellous experience, um, get, you know, achieving that goal. Very, very um, impactful on my life. Okay, so Carl, you know, you, you're being very modest there because, yes, um, you started off with the issue of not being able to read at a certain age, but then you went on to write a book. And what was that like? What was that journey like? It was, it was an amazing journey because as a kid, that was the thing that I always kind of saw as my weak point. And the strength that I had was... Um, drawing i was good at art i was good at i could do make something out of clay or do some paintings drawings things like that could do drama acting things like that anything artistic i seem to have some kind of natural interest or ability in but in anything academic or anything to do with writing or mathematics tend to be a challenge for me so i never thought i would be become known for doing writing or literacy or anything like that so to become an author i'm honored to be you know involved in that side of things of reading and writing and my goal is really to inspire other people who struggle in those areas as well to sort of follow suit and pursue goals as well and learn that things that may seem impossible um, are possible once you go on that journey make up your mind you're gonna achieve the goal right and I know that you actually went on to help other, you know, young people. You went into yes. schools um, and you started to work with young people who had um, difficulties. And what was that like? And what was it like for you to see them overcoming some of their challenges? It was marvellous. It was great to be even asked to do it, even for somebody to say, yeah, you know, I heard you did, wrote this book and I would like you to do a talk or um, talk to some young people or like to do some mentoring with young people. Oh my God, I was so grateful and honoured because, um, I don't know, it was just a really marvellous experience because I, I, I remember years ago always thinking, I want to see more positivity, you know, in society and in the community, more positivity. And I've been there saying that from my couch, <laughs> you know, just sitting down watching the news yeah. and thinking there's too much negative stuff going mm. on in the world. And, and it was lovely and wonderful to be able to can actually go out there on a stage in front of 200 people and talk. And for the first time in my life, really open up about personal things, mm-hmm. personal challenges, you know, things that I put on the back burner never spoke about in years because I just was kind of embarrassed about it, was able to suddenly find the courage to share those things and inspire other people to sort of think, okay, um, they're going to go up, they're going to try and make some moves as well and progress forward as well and take a chance. And yeah, it was, that's something that um, 
I envision doing more and more of that and I really would like to dedicate my life to doing that because mm-hmm. I just think it's something that's very important and um, hopefully it can make a difference to young people coming up and people in general who just want some inspiration in their life. You know, yeah, just hearing you say that, you know, they say that public speaking is um, one of the, when when, they, when they've sort of um, spoken to people about fears and, and things that they find worse than death and public speaking is one of those things that people are scared of more than death and it, you just wonder yeah. why why are we so scared of each other we've all got you know two eyes and a nose a mouth yeah. and you know a, a soul why are we so why is human why are humans scared, being so scared of each other that you it's know very, hard yeah, to go and speak you know yeah, it, I find that a lot of people are. And when you break it down, the people in the audience are just the same That's as you. Same, yeah. They feel the same. I don't know. It's hard to really explain, but we do, definitely do have that fear of, of doing that. And even some people I know who are loud and um, very extrovert. I'm intro- I consider myself to be introvert, but mm-hmm. there's people out there who are very extrovert. Whereas if you have a party or a, a get-together, this life outside of the party, you hear their voice more than anybody else's. They're in the centre, spinning around. But those same people would not like to go on stage and do the same thing, you know. I know, I know many, and they would they say they wouldn't want to go on stage and talk. But they're very confident, and they get their energy. They draw their energy from people because uh, they're extrovert. But for me, as an introvert, it um, takes a lot to go on to get go on stage. I get myself mentally ready and pumped up. And, and then I'm good to go. But it's, um, it wasn't a natural gift. It was something where um, I really pushed myself. And um, that's really my philosophy that if you want something in life, you've got to really go for it. You know, don't, don't just um, accept things as they are. Make changes, set direction for yourself, set goals and aim towards it. And that going on, that, that public speaking and presenting and um, you know, really kind of trying to share something with people was one of my goals. And um, although it was challenging, it always felt like an accomplishment once I got on the stage and got off the stage and done it, than if I was to sort of bottle out and say, no, I'm not going to do it, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and I know in talking to you in the past, you've taken everything from, um, you know, everything that you've done um, whether it's modelling, whether it's, um, you know, acting, whether it... Because you, you've done so many things, like you said, in the creative. Yeah. And you've taken it on as a challenge. And But I know for you particularly, you know, writing your book and going out and speaking to people. And I know we are going to talk about an event, a big event that you're doing next year, a little oh, bit yeah. later on. But um, what I want to ask you, Carl, is, um, you know, with... Um, COVID-19, this has oh, been, yeah. I mean, when the clock struck, struck um, midnight on 2020 and we and you knew it was 2020, what was your thoughts? What were you expecting? Because we always have an expectation I, of what was, the year is going to be. What were you expecting? I was getting ready to, you know, light some flames and make take some action and get some things going and had some goals and dreams and things that I really wanted to do, uh, looking at the landscape of having a fresh new 12 months in front of me and 2019 was really a good year did a lot of stuff and wanted to expand on what i had been working on in 2019 and use the next 12 months of 2020 to really 
get things going and get back out there again and really start to fulfill dreams. But then when we hit March, as you know, everything turned around. And then it, instead of it being about socializing and networking and connecting to people in the traditional way or conventional way, it was then the word was self-isolation, social distancing, you know, and very, be, be very antisocial, very away from people, <laughs> very distant, you know. And that's something I've never heard before 2020. It was always about, let's get together, let's connect people, let's bring people together. And suddenly the message was, uh, no, we have to keep our distances from one another. So it was um, a very, um, uncomfortable situation and even with all that I know and been studying it impacted me in a very um, negative way in the early stages um, when we sort of hit March and then the, when I came to a point where I hadn't seen my family or friends um, in like over a month and was kind of isolated and on my own all the time and you know, I had a little bit of escapism in terms of being able to jump in the car and drive around, but even that wasn't good enough just doing it all by myself. It's like what Bob Crawford said, he said, nothing's really great until you can share it with somebody. So even going out for a nice drive, it would have been much more fun to have a friend or family sitting beside me and we're talking and cruising around than to be on my own doing it. So, and so it did, have an effect on me and I didn't get to see my daughter for a while I was missing her didn't see my mum and dad for a while and was missing them my family and everything and so it felt very um, mentally challenged and um, was feeling a little bit down at times and had to use what strategies I had to get my mind focused and back on track again and um, and that that worked Okay, so what did you do, Carl, to get yourself back on track? Because a lot of people are still struggling and and they are scared of the next phase of, you know, um, COVID-19 coming back. I find for me, if I'm feeling low, it's always down to that voice. Yeah. The inner voice. What's the inner voice telling me? And my strategy is always, as usual, to replace the voice. So I always use audio. Audio always works for me. But everybody's wired up different and somebody else, they may have to do something else you know but I find for me audio always works straight away it just overrides the negative voice and I feel different I tend to just feel different and start to feel empowered again and start to get to the stage where I can start to build bridges again and and that's the thing so you, you have to try and find out what works for you it could be meditation it could be audio like myself it could be reading books and um, you, you, each individual has to find what works for them. But like myself, you, using a motivational audio may help you as well. Because yeah. the, the, the strategy is to replace the negative inner talk and play the audio over and over again. So then the subconscious mind picks it up and then you naturally start to say the positive stuff yourself, um, even when you're not using the audio. But that, that's one of the strategies. Um, and also there was a lot of online stuff. So people, some people were doing online workshops, um, online talks, things like that. So try and use those strategies as well, those techniques to help pick you up and elevate you. The worst thing is to fall into depression mm. um, and then really go down a downward spiral because I heard a lot of people were affected by the 
isolation thing. People, especially people who live by themselves, you're just by yourself 24/7. You, you and you're told don't go out. You can, I think at the time you could only go out for one hour or <laughs> one hour and a half to get exercise and then come back. And boy, that's imagine you're isolated day in day out and just a one hour to do all of that. So the human being wasn't designed to really function that way. And for people who already had depression and then being in that environment wasn't good. It was definitely wasn't good for mental health. Maybe maybe it was good for the body in terms of avoiding the body from getting any infection, but the mind was starved of nutrition. Mm. You know, I want to go back in time where in your book you wrote, we just we create ourselves, we destroy ourselves. What does that mean? Uh, yeah, well, you see it a lot, especially with celebrities. I mean, it happens with everybody, but with celebrities, because they're in front of the camera and they're in the public domain, you get to see it played out, where you see somebody work hard, years tirelessly to get where they wanted to get in life. And they go and do something really daft and ruin it all. I don't know, maybe they start to get addicted to drugs or, or they um, cheat on a spouse and break up a beautiful, successful relationship and lose it all. They did it themselves. Yeah. So we have that inner ability to destroy ourselves. And um, it's almost like it's in the subconscious mind and a part of you is thinking it's too good to be true. And I have to do something to bring myself back down to where I was, <laughs> you know? So it's, it's kind of like there's that mental programming in the subconscious where, which takes you back to where you started when you started out with nothing and you were struggling. And finally, you, you know, you may have become so used to always struggling but finally everything's just too perfect and then it's like the subconscious thermostat which mm. you know where you was in down in the dumps it's like well i need to correct that now so we need to destroy some of this success you know so we, we have that element in us and then what do you do then you're back to the stage where you need to build again so you recreate yourself so you, you created yourself in terms of the success you you went to all the auditions that you had to do or you went to the job interviews that you had to do you went to the training courses that you had to do you did whatever it took to get you up then you got up there and it was too perfect and almost too fantasy because you had a life of struggle and challenge so there's no struggle or challenge anymore because you achieved the goal it's like a, a thermostat in your subconscious decides well, we need to destroy this <laughs> and then you know and a part of you does something so stupid and just kind of ruins everything. And you're back to square one where you need to reinvent yourself again now. You've got to build yourself. Um, and as I say, you see that with many celebrities. Um, not that it just happens to them, but they're in a good position where you can see it, where you can see it play out. Mm. You can see, you can pick some or two that you may know in the media and you can um, research their life and you can see where they built themselves up and you can see where they did something quite dumb and brought themselves back down and they're at the stage now where they're maybe doing some reality TV shows to get themselves back up again <laughs> so it's just to sort of emphasize to the reader that you do have some sort of power in how you react to life you know whatever's going on in your life it's always about how you react you know, or the better word is maybe you should respond. Mm -hmm. okay. 
Mm. So maybe try try responding rather than reacting. Because reacting is when you're a little bit wild and just sort of all over the place. But responding is when you start to think about the situation. Um, you start to engage your intellect, your intelligence, and um, start to put some ideas and start to rebuild. And, and the idea is always about the rebuilding. That's where you want to get, not the reacting. Mm. And the rebuilding is part of the responding to the situation. Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, when you look at the word react or reactive, it, it tells you that this is happening again. So it's exactly. telling us that, you know, we're getting triggered. There's something there from the past that we haven't dealt with. And we're exactly. repeating and repeating and repeating. Until we stop repeating, we'll stop. When, we, you know, when we've dealt with that act, activity and um, changed it, then we can start responding from a yeah. more, you know, in a responsible way. So I yeah. love that. I love that. And then, yeah, go ahead. And then that's when things start to change because you want to find a way of doing something that's going to change the situation in terms of forward, moving forward instead of progress. And um, sometimes reacting is, a, is more of a panic um, kind of move on your part in terms of you're panicking, like, ah, it's all falling apart, you know, kind of thing. Mm. <laughs> but response is when you, um, although you feel the pain, mm-hmm. let's say that you don't feel the pain, you still feel the pain. Mm. So you still feel it. But then you take an objective re- um, view and, and analyze and assess. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, where do we go from this point on? What's the best strategy? What's going to get me back to where I want to be and get me to, to back on the road of progress, where there's growth, expansion, progress. Yeah. In other words, you take it from the subconscious where you're just reacting to something yeah. you don't know and now you exactly. are conscious of it and now you can That's do it. something about it. I love that. Yeah, yeah. Because it's the emotions that kind of cloud judgment and stuff. Yeah. You know, the emotions kind of just really can kind of mess up the the um the viewpoint of the situation so you can't see it that clearly and then you can't really make the decision um but once you remove the emotion in terms of the decision making then you can have a it gives you more clear idea of where you're going to what strategy to use um what you're going to do what's the decision you know um and the the conscious mind is the part of the mind that decides on what's going to happen and and then the subconscious is the master power from within that makes it happen so you have to utilize yeah so you utilize those two elements those two parts of the mind um, productively and then you start to get some forward movement Mm. and you know this is where i want to ask you about coaching because i know you do some coach you do coaching as well um yes personal development principles and how is how important is coaching for you know to help people to get over their blind spots and to move forward very important very important i I posted stuff at my page uh, a couple of days ago and i believe in it with passion and i said words of encouragement i said sometimes that's a a few words of encouragement can make a, a massive difference, you know. I mean, and coaching, it, it's, it's good for a person who's trying to work towards something, maybe they're struggling at the moment, and they've got that extra person who wants them to succeed. Mm-hmm. I mean, how many people in their life are in an environment where they're around people who really give a damn about yeah, whether they succeed or not? You, on the back. you can do it, go ahead. Yeah, it's- some people 
most people I think are in an environment where nobody doesn't really care too much mm-hmm. whether they succeed or not because those people are going through their problems as well. So they're going through their problems, you're going through your problems, and um, they may not really have much time to be worrying about your problems because they're trying to solve their problems. Mm-hmm. Whereas a coach or a mentor is dedicated to you. So if I'm coaching you, I'm not focused on me. Mm-hmm. In that in that 45 minutes talk that we're doing that session, I'm focused on you. and. In that moment, I don't really exist. I'm just a vessel, an energy that is helping to communicate with you so that you can figure out what it is you are going to do in order to progress forward and come up with some answers and a strategy and that's going to help you to propel forward. And you're not going to really get that often for most people in their everyday life because the people around you, they're worrying about their own problems. <laughs> you know, <laughs> so, and I've seen it many times where people have a discussion there's somebody who's got a main problem and people are having a discussion with them and then it ends up being about the other people in the room <laughs> their problems because yeah because oh yeah that happened to me and i was this and, 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 and the person, yeah yeah and then the poor soul the poor soul who needed the pat on the back then they kind of just left out so they're still none the wiser to where there is but with a coach the coach is dedicated to you you're getting something that the average joe blogs doesn't get you're getting somebody, you're getting a space, but that's what we call it. It's a space that you're getting where it's all about you solving this problem. And you have those sessions maybe once or twice a week, maybe every two weeks, you know, depending on what works best for you. And they're usually about half an hour to 45 minutes. They don't have to be an hour long. And it gives the person that space to really sort of communicate their issues and sometimes as a coach, you don't really even have to say too much. Sometimes it's about letting that person have that space to talk and you listen, you know, and you may just occasionally ask some quest- key questions that you think will trigger some answers um, from that person, from the coachee. Um, and that, that's the some of the key things, but it gives them that space. Mentoring is more where you're sort of sharing some skills and you get a chance to talk a bit more and express some ideas and solutions but coaching is really kind of a way of drawing answers out from the coachee and getting them to find out the answers to their own problems so then they own it because they came to that conclusion then they own it rather than me saying do this and do that because they may not really relate to me saying do this and do that it might sound so foreign to them but if through the conversation they come to that conclusion then they feel more like they'll own it because they, they the talk led to that, you know, the conversation led to that conclusion. They feel more like they own it than me just saying randomly, ah, you should do this or do that. So it, that's what I love um, about the coaching side. Um, and the mentoring is good too because then you can give direct stra- strategies and information um, upfront really. Which, which is good, but it does give an individual that space. And I think it's a very valuable thing for people to have that space where they can focus purely on their problem. Mm. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I, I love that because, as you say, you know, even if you, you've got your loved ones, whether it's family, whether it's a partner, whether it's, you know, um, whoever, yeah. you know, co-workers or what have you, 
Um, people are around you for how they, how you make them feel, you know, how they exactly. feel. And, exactly. um, you know, so it's not really about your goals, your dreams. People don't really always care about your personal goals and dreams because they don't live inside your world. But exactly. like the coach is there to, like you say, to provide this safe space where it's yeah. all about you. And it's that, all about you. Yeah, that is, that is magical. It's, it's yeah. very, very different. It's not the same as any other kind of um, conversation or um, relationship. Because, yeah. yeah, the coach is focused on your goals, you're focused on your goals. Whereas in and, other relationships, it's like, okay, you do what, you know, you do this for me and then I'll do this for you. And you know exactly. what I mean? It gets very, um, yeah. you know, tit for tat. Yeah. And, and you don't, you know, it's even weird to, it's even difficult to get that from family or friends because cool. everybody's going through their own problems. Mm. You know, it's just the way it is. It's just life. Everybody's going through the challenge and they can only give so much, you know. And um, there's only so long they can go on with hearing about whatever you're going through. Whereas with a coach, you could have a six months commitment with a coach mm. on your situation. You know, you could have years commitment with your coach where you're just meeting up with this person purely about you. <laughs> and how nice is that? You know, That's it's awesome. yeah. Whenever you meet, the, you've got the floor. It's about you your situation and you don't feel, have to feel like you're burdening anybody you don't have to feel like you're putting anybody under duress stress <laughs> <laughs> and because this is what the person does you know this is what they enjoy yeah they're there but, for it they love it yes yeah they, they look forward I, to you coming for the session <laughs> yeah that's it i enjoy talking to people about their goals mm -hmm. and listening to them about talk about their challenges that they face and I love when you see the turning point when they start to find answers and the, ultimately when they start to have some growth and there's progress and there's solutions. I love all of that. I get a buzz out of that. It relates to what I study in terms of personal development. I get to see it unfold. And whereas family and friends, they've got their own situation. Uh, they, they, can, they can only do so much and they're not necessarily trained to do coaching and mentoring. It might not be in their remit, it might not be something that they're really interested in or focused on. Um, not everybody's interested in that sort of thing. Some are, some ain't. So, um, so yeah, that's the benefits. Definitely, it's an advice. That's why coach. That's why um, celebrities have coaches and mentors. That's why athletes have Ooh, coaches yeah. and mentors. That's why lots of successful people have coaches and mentors because it's something um, that is an asset um, in terms of achieving progress and success. In workplaces, some companies, some corporations have coaches and mentors to get the most out of employees and, and so on because it's a valuable tool. Mm. You know, as, as you were saying that there, what came to mind was one of the things that is really powerful with a coach is they focus on, you know, turning your dreams or your fears or what have you into goals, tangible goals that, you know, exactly. whereas when you're talking to you know maybe friends or family about something you tend to find that you go you keep focusing on the on the problem you know the it's hole in your soul you know absolutely. That, yeah. is, mm, that is a, a major major factor that i find with people with family friends they will focus on the problem oh my gosh that's <laughs> terrible what happened. oh yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> but how are you going to move forward when you're focusing on that 
Not very and that's it, you know, the strategy should be so what happens next? <laughs> you know. Indeed, yeah. Yeah. That's done. It's happened. Mm-hmm. Now what? So let's look at where we go from here now. What do you want to do now? You know? And that is where the mind should be focused on. That is where the attention is. What's done is run. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so whether it's you've lost your job, whether it's you've broken up a relationship that may have been 10, 20 years or five years or two years or two weeks, whatever. And <laughs> um, if it's done, it's done. Mm-hmm. So now what next? Let's focus on where we're going now. Let's not focus on past because past is what it says. Past, isn't it? It's past. Yeah, it's past. So, it's called a past yeah, because it has past. It's gone. <laughs> so let's, let's focus on fresh, new, exciting ideas, powerful visions of you being where you want to be. Fun, excitement, a challenging, exciting life, adventure, some fresh new goals that's going to make you fire you up and make you feel excited, make you fly out of bed. That's yeah. what you want to be focusing on, not things that have gone. Mm. And that's and that's where, that's the way the conversation is about when it comes to coaching and mentoring. Not when you're just talking to somebody down the street. Mm. Yeah, yeah. That's different. Yeah, so, and so you're forward thinking and you're moving forward. And sometimes you actually find yeah. that by focusing on, you know, the future rather than looking back, you yeah. actually find that you actually find that that situation, you know, there, there's that saying, behind every cloud there's a silver lining. You actually yeah. find that it moves you into something you know, really, really, you know, really purposeful for you, something that takes yeah. you to a whole new level. Exactly. And that situation that you're going through could actually be the turning point that's going to get you to fly yeah. and find your true self and live the life that you wanted. Sometimes it doesn't, it's obvious, it's not always obvious. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, sometimes the blessing is in disguise, as they say. So when it comes to um, progressive talk, we're always talking about moving forward. We're not talking about the past. It is what it is. Mm. So, Carl, you know, we've talked about quite a few things that you have done um, oh, yeah. in your life. Um, and um, there's an event taking place um, yeah. next year. A yeah. big event, the Ignite Live event um, in Empowerment Convention 2021. And I know yeah. you're going to be a speaker then. And um, I know you don't, you're not going to give away what you're going to be talking about. But nope. can you, <laughs> <laughs> but can you, can you kind of, you know, give, give some highlights as to um, what the event, you know, the event and, and why you're so excited to be part of that lineup? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, it's an empowerment event. It's Ignite Live Event 2021. And I was actually looking forward to that in 2020. Yes. That, that what we touched about before when we talked about um, what was I thinking about um, when we hit um, January 2020. Mm-hmm. That's where my head was at because we, I think initially we had it scheduled for May. Then I think it was changed to June. Okay. And, then, um, and then when what happened happened, then it was like, wow, where are we going to go? So um, that was where my head was at was... I'm getting gonna get pumped up, charged up, and ready to jump on the stage, mm-hmm. and and let's do it, let's go for it, you know. Um, so 
yeah so that so now we've rescheduled it and we're going to be doing it for next year um 2020 so it's going to be on the um 16th and 17th of april 2021 and um, in bath and um it's um organizer is where she's speaking to people who've been through some challenges and so on. It was an honor to be on that last year, October. And so, yeah, I'm looking, definitely looking forward to, 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 um, to, to being on that, that, um, to being part of that event. I'm honored to actually, for Rebecca, um, actually invite me and say, you know, feeling unworthy to be on the stage and talk. So I'm, I'm honored to do that. And shout out to Rebecca Adams and thank you, Rebecca, for, invited me to be a guest speaker at the Ignite Empowerment event coming up um, on the 16th and 17th of April 2021. Be there, get your tickets, make it happen. Okay, and the the place to get the tickets is um, bit.ly, so that's bit dot l-y forward slash i-l-e 2021. And it just yeah. so happens that I'm also on the bill as well. And yes, well, I yeah. really, honestly, I, I tell oh, you yeah. what, right? I tell you what, you're talking about yeah. all these goals, and yeah, I'm just, yeah. I suppose I'm just humbled, really humbled to be part that's the best of way. you know, um, that's, that's, the, best, that's um, the best mindset, best attitude yeah. for success. I, yeah, yeah I, I just sometimes think about some of the things I'm doing now, and I'm like, no way, you know, the shy socially awkward person that I am and yeah. you know I'm out there and and it's really funny how life does that to you you know I yeah. in my past I was pushing somebody else and then life kind of like went no it's you <laughs> you know yeah, that, and, um, it. yeah, yeah. it's really weird how you you're you're thinking you're meant to be doing something else and, and, that's um, a, and that's, I yeah. think that's a massive compliment compliment for you as well sis because that is what is about is when you're going that those are the goals that are worth going for the ones where you sort of think it's unlikely that you know you sort of see yourself as i'm unlikely to be doing that sort of thing which is how i felt myself so and as you mentioned being shyness totally relate to that but that's the that's what makes the goal so valuable and worthwhile achieving and that is the breakthrough goal that's the best ones you know but, yeah, but you know, I want to go back again with you um, because I want to talk about when you got that, you, you open, I don't know if it was you got a post or what have you, and you opened that package and your book was. Oh, yeah. What was that like? That must have been. That, I, haven't that done, was, I haven't had that experience yet. But oh, what was one, that like? It was wonderful. So this kind of goes back to the. the, the, the so that two long time ago, 2011, um, even 2010, I really do work with vision. I work with the vision, the, the image. I work powerfully with visualization. Um, so long before things happen, I already see it in my mind. So I had the vision in my mind of a box, brown cardboard box with the books in there. And me sitting down on my couch, I'm wearing my t-shirt, my jeans, and I'm opening the book the box and looking at the book for the first time. So, you know, I've, I've studied like what Bob Proctor has said, what Abraham Hicks has said, what Earl Nightingale has said, 
uh, what Napoleon Hill said. So I always do the visualization. So I've been doing stuff like that from like 12 months before the actual event. And that was what I did. So that moment when it actually manifested and what became my reality, my physical reality, I was like, wow, because this was like one of the major visualization events that, you know, I'd ever done, I suppose you could say. I had a vision of giving a copy of the book to my mum. And um, that was a powerful vision because mum knew the struggle that I went through at school and stuff like that. So it was a a major event having that picture of me taking the book out of my hand and passing it to mum. And and um, that physically manifesting as well. So I was um yeah, it was definitely um, one of the best moments of my life. Wow, wow. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I I know because I've heard you say um, just behind having your beautiful daughter, the the you know being an author was you know yeah. the very next thing that you'd put out there. Because it was, let's see. So it's kind of like. So years and years living your life, seeing yourself in a certain way, mm, and yes, yes. then the thing that you just felt wasn't you, you suddenly become that thing, you know. And you're involved in in writing, reading, academics, and things like that that you ran away from every turn you could as a child and as a young person, and then you kind of yourself into it <laughs> in the end um, that was very very magical that was where life became very magical and what you would say was impossible um, became possible and then the word impossible didn't really have that much meaning anymore because I started to have faith and belief that all things are possible mm. yeah and um, that is so so true and you know, Carl. You know, we've been talking about we've talked about so many things, um, but someone you, you've actually been able to succeed in the things that you set for yourself, the, the goals that you set, big, quite big goals as well. And yeah. what would you say to anyone who is still struggling? And I know I say this every time. People will be saying, "Oh, here she goes again." But you know, the truth That's of the true. matter is, the truth of the matter is, we are. You know, there is a lot of fear in the world, and um, we can never we can never hear too much about positive, um, you know, positive intentions and what have you. What would you say? The more the better. The more the better. I use because there's always some negativity being dumped down. So it's like you have to always, you know. So what I would ask you is, what would you say to anybody who is struggling at the moment? You know, they would love to achieve something, but they're scared. Mm. You've got to focus on where you want to go. We're against all opposition. You've got to focus on where you want to go. Even when it looks like it's impossible. When it looks like everything's falling apart, everything's catching on fire and blowing up. And it's like it's, it's a complete madness and mayhem. You've got to stay focused on the dream and the goal. And you've got to keep your vibration positive. So don't be listening too much to the negative. Don't be coming on social media and posting about your whims because then people are going to expand on that and you're going to attract more of that leave that to loved ones and have a quiet word with loved ones who care about you and leave it and let it rest there focus on the dream expand the dream don't expand the problems 
keep yourself in a positive vibration do what makes you feel good so you don't damage that thing called the body because when you're in a negative vibration you put so much stress and wear on your body and you become unwell so you need to keep your vibration positive so that thing called the body is in a positive vibration and stays healthy and well focus on your goals and dreams and work towards it and despite your current reality things over time will start to change as i have seen myself it has happened many times you know i've seen in my own life where things exploded fell apart and within weeks wow things has turned around and it's beautiful again wow that, I mean, that is that in itself just hearing that is magical exactly and it is magical to be personally experiencing that because i'm like wow this stuff really works because at the time of the event yeah. the, the tragedy i'm thinking oh my god I know, i'm, I'm just human just like everybody exactly. else you know you know and i'm feeling hurt and so on but then i get back to what i preach and start mm. to get the mind focused mm. again even though i'm feeling down and i'm feeling hurt and pain i get the mind focused again then i'm starting to feel healed again mentally healed and then i start to feel empowered again and then the mind starts to give me the answers and the strategies and the yeah. actions that i need to take yeah. and it's like something else is taking over me i mean mm. if, if it's from religious context you could say god is is within me and taking over me and directing me yeah. Yeah. you know from a spiritual point of view you could say it's positive energy mm. it's connection to the ether um, you could use all different terminologies that you wish to use, whatever resonates with you. Okay. Um, but you find that, that you start to um, perform at a higher level, which helps you to start to connect to the people you need to connect to, mm. which is going to help you to progress and fulfill your dream. And then you look back at that tragedy and you can see the parallel of Oh my god this is where i was just literally a few weeks ago yeah. oh wow look where i am now i'm back i'm back i'm back again i'm back and you're like this stuff works it's real you know and you jump for joy and you're like i'm back you know so oh, wow so don't give up people this stuff is real stay focused i've lived it breathed it done it no you're so right i think you know sometimes people think that you know, when you start believing in, you know, you, you believe in a higher power or what have you, like you said, whether you call it that power, God, or, you know. That, yeah, uh, yeah, everybody's different. So yeah, whatever yeah. you feel works for you, you know, yeah. impose yeah. or not. It, it's, people think that you will never feel those human feelings of, oh, my God, how could this happen to me? But yeah. like you said, like you said, in, you know, yes, it's okay, you know, because we're human. It's okay to have that little feeling of, a disappointment hurt you know we are human but then when you realize you know i can't carry on like this you know because i've been there and with certain things and i realized hold on you know you can't i can't stay like this indefinitely no. so you pick yourself up and like you say you start using what you know and before you long know. you know you're back yeah you're you're back and sometimes you're back even further forward than yeah. you were before yeah, you come back stronger, and you said, "I like that." There's something Abraham Hicks mentioned. And just when it's sort of touching back on what you said when you said, like, um, you know, it's important to like yourself to feel. Mm-hmm. You know, so in that, in that moment when you're feeling hurt, then you know, that sort of thing. Oh no, I'm feeling hurt. I shouldn't feel. You know, like yourself to mm-hmm. feel that way. It's not a problem. 
um, Abraham Hicks mentioned something in her talk that I was listening to um, a, a couple of weeks ago when she said about momentum. Mm. You know, she said it, about momentum. She said, like, if somebody was skiing and they, um, I don't know, they fell, yeah. she goes, you couldn't suddenly just say to them, stop. <laughs> exactly. They're, they're, they're falling, right? They're, so you Yeah, so she said, like, they're in the momentum. So you got to just allow that allow to just it, reel, yeah. yeah, just let it reel out, you know. <laughs> Once they land, then they can get back up, mm. you know. Let so, them so land, yes. Yeah, I love so, it. So, you know what I mean? So you, you have that situation, something bad's happened to you or something challenging, it might not even be really bad. Mm. You may interpret, it's how you we interpret, interpret it. it. the meaning, we yeah, apply it. it's your interpretation yes. that is bad because you don't really know what the hell is going on. So from your point of view, <laughs> it, you're going to think that that's bad, but it weren't really bad. Mm. It was called change. Mm. It yes. was called change. But yes. if the way it was presented itself to you, you presumed it was something that was bad happening mm. to you. And because you can't see the conclusion yet, so um, so you know you you have to allow that to just reel out, and then like going back to what we said a little while ago, you respond, not react. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Respond because now the momentum's over. Now you've landed, <laughs> and, and now you can you can stop. You can reassess. You can analyze. Mm-hmm. You can observe. You can look at the situation uh-huh. and using the powers that you've been given, your intellect, your intelligence, mm. your abilities, your skills, mm. your wizardry, um, your talent, yeah. you can start to decide, well, I'm going to go here. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And then you can decide to work towards that goal and land there. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Oh, I love it. Yeah. And in a matter of time, you would arrive. Mm. In style. Absolutely. I love that. You know, yeah. um, wow. You know, we've 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 looked at so many things, and I know um, again with COVID nineteen and all the rest of it. I know you're a big proponent of exercise. Talk to us about exercise. Why you got started? Why it thrilled you to get into it? And why you still I, do I, it today? Love it. It's Tell important. us what is good about exercise. Come on, people it's are like, I'm tired. I, I can't do that. Nah, it's wonderful. You know, it always baffles me when I see people don't use. The muscles and and athleticism, athleticism and masculinity and ability and the physical powers that they have, mm. they, they don't use it. They just sit down. I don't understand that. <laughs> they just sit you there. <laughs> they just sit down all the time. Everything's sitting down, and then you wonder why you can't do this and you can't do that and you, you can't do the things that you want to do because everything you just sit down. Mm. You know, from when I was. Um, 17 years old um, I was I considered myself to be skinny my mum would say you were slim but I would say <laughs> I always thought I was skinny but anyway that's another story but <laughs> I decided to lift weights mm-hmm. and sis you play a part in that because <laughs> yeah when, by the way this is you know uh, you might say you just, you just said you just put the cat out of the bag but yeah, yeah. go on yeah. go on bruv it was a case of going around the siblings' house and they had two little weights there and then saying to that sibling, can I borrow your weights? <laughs> and I never gave them back. So I do apologize, but... Naughty. <laughs> but it was through those two little like dumbbells mm-hmm. and curling those dumbbells and then 
getting buying bigger ones, heavier ones, and they're starting to read books and starting to get really into it. That helped a lot. And, and another factor was um, it built up confidence. I found my body was responding better. I used to have nosebleeds. Used to always have colds and flus. Was always weak and sick, um, or you know, just was always um, vulnerable to any sickness that was going around at the time back in those days. Um, and then with the weights, everything just worked so much better. So they felt stronger, fitter, mentally, physically, everything, and also improved lifestyle because at seventeen I was starting to explore smoking and drinking. It was. I was going to become an adult that would be buying a couple of cans and having my packet of cigarettes on my shopping. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, people know me now. They know that I don't get into any of that stuff. But you know, everyone has their little exploration in the yeah in the old days. Yeah, yeah. And then I got into lifting weights and working out. I guarantee I most likely would have been an adult now who. When you come around my house, I'd have my ashtray out and I'd have my couple of cans and my cigarettes, and it feels stressed if I ran out of a packet, you know. So I thank God that. Luckily, I don't, you know, it's hard. I sort of think how I stumbled on it, but it was just that moment of being around a sibling's house, <laughs> and the two of them were talking. And then I'm just there observing, and I'm spotting, bam! There's two weights in the corner of the room. Wow. There. I want those weights. So out of, <laughs> hold on. So out of everything that was in the room, that's yeah. what you and that's amazing, isn't it? Like you said, yeah, at a you young got, age, you, you got, could have spotted. You, got, you could have focused on something else. Yeah, because you got two young ladies talking. You got two sisters talking, and you got one guy, which is myself, a mm. brother, just in the room. I ain't really engaging in what they're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> it's women, ladies talk, ladies, ladies talk. So talk. I'm kind of like just there. So then I noticed, bam! There's two weights in the corner. And I've been, I've been wanting to start, but I didn't know how to start, you know, because I would talk to my brother about weights, and, but we never got to do it. And at the time, I never got to do any workout or anything like that. So then, that way they say that moment came, maybe because it was my desire and my intention mm. to, want, to want to do it. And wow. then that was, yeah, so the moment arise, and they say, you have to act. They say when the opportunity comes, Go for you have it. to act. Yeah. yeah, so I acted. I opened my mouth <laughs> and I said, I said, can I, I said, um, can I just boil those crates? <laughs> and, and luckily the answer was, all right, then, yeah, but bring them back. Really? <laughs> really? Um, but actually, I don't, actually, I don't know. I don't know. It's too long ago. Sure? I, no, I, I, I think I was just told you can borrow them. Yeah, <laughs> and that was pretty much, it was a very generous moment. Uh-huh. And then, um, so I took them and then the rest is history. I bought more equipment. So yeah. I started off with those and I was just curling. And I remember my friend at college said, yeah, but when you first start curling, then the next day your arms are going to hurt. Mm. And then I was like, oh, okay. So then that happened. The next day the arms did ache. And then, but I used to love the aches because I felt like I did something. And you could feel the shape of the muscle when you did feel the ache, mm. the curve of the bicep and all of that sort of stuff going on. So I, I didn't mind feeling the, um, the aches and stuff like that. Uh, I loved it. And the more stronger I've got now, I don't really feel anything now when I work out. It's, I'm just so used to it. Wow. And I, I just love it. 
One of the reasons why I brought that particular subject up is because I also wanted you to explain the title of your book because a lot of oh. people do get kind of confused with the, the title yeah. of the book. And the self-made. Yes, <laughs> and yeah. um, I know that you... You don't see, you're not seeing it in a sort of superficial way. It, you yeah, know, I didn't yeah. mean it that way. I didn't mean it that way. For <laughs> <laughs> those who didn't understand, don't be upset. I didn't mean it that way. What I meant is you have the power of your choices and your decisions, mm. you know, and that doesn't mean that you do everything by yourself because the book's called Self Made. And some people will say, Nobody self-made. Everybody had somebody help them. You know? <laughs> and, and I'm like, I didn't mean it that way. Uh, I've heard you say this so many. I've heard you have been to explain it so many times. Yeah. yeah. But, but that's a um, good thing, though. It's a good thing because, you know, if the title was something a little bit, you know, that was, yeah. people wouldn't have asked. But when they have to, you know, when you have to explain yeah. it, it expands, you know. That's why we have work. That's why we have the self-made workshop. Mm. That's why we have the self-made book signing event. Mm. That you can come and ask me what you talk about. How? What do you mean, how? How can <laughs> I do this all by myself? Help! You know. <laughs> and I can say, all right, take a seat. You want some water? You want something to drink? <laughs> let, me, let me break it down. Let me break it down. All right. Let's meditate first. Right. Okay. Let's do that. Let's talk. Yeah. yeah. Let's take it. Let's take it. Take a deep breath. So. um it's basically what you can do right now, you know, and it's like you've got young people, may have a young child who's in and out of trouble, you know, always constantly in trouble, in trouble, in trouble. Okay, so you're giving them the mentor, you're giving them the coach, you've got the teacher, um, they've got the program, um, kids still in trouble, kids still in trouble, you know. And now, when does the change come? You've got all that help and that support. When does the change come? Now, the change comes when the child decides they've had enough yes. and they want the change. Yes. You know, when, when the child says, I don't want to be in trouble anymore. I want to be number one student. I want to mm. be successful. I want to achieve. Yes, I know that I'm from a poor neighborhood. I'm from a poor background. Mm. I know that I'm struggling. I know I live in an environment where there's violence, there's mayhem, there's chaos. I want a better life for myself. I want to achieve. I want to progress. I want to be somebody. That's when the change will come. And then that child will utilize that support. But you can throw all the support you want at anybody. And if they don't want it, it ain't going to happen. You know? It's it ain't going to happen. It's true. You can give them everything. And that's a, yeah. that's a fact. You can't argue with me on that. Mm-hmm. That's a fact. Mm-hmm. That is a fact. You could, I could say to you, right, you need to be up. Uh, I remember when I was doing Grain Chill as a kid, um, oh, yes. yeah. and and they said you got to be. I think I used to have to wake up at five a.m. in the morning, oh. <laughs> and I had problems going to school at the normal time, let alone five a.m. <laughs> and I had to be up at five a.m. in the morning to get down to Elstree Studios, um, yeah, to get ready. Now, if I didn't want it, you know, you could give me the opportunity. It ain't gonna happen, you know. I couldn't even, I struggled to even get out of bed for school. And that only that started at quarter to nine. You know, you didn't have to get up that early for that. And the school was on the same street as the house. <laughs> so you know, we only used to walk to uh, Millfield School um, and back. You know, that wasn't too bad. But um, for Grange Hill to go to Elstree Studios, you had to be up at 5 a.m. 
We had to get to um, Myland to get the chaperone and to take me down to the studio with all the other kids and stuff like that on the coach. Yeah. So you, the person has to decide they want it, you know, and that is what self-made is about because you could say, oh, it took this celebrity, that celebrity, they had the this and they had that. If the celebrity didn't want it, they ain't going to go on the way. Their performance, is gonna, their performance will be crap, mm-hmm. you know. But when the, when the celebrity wants it bad, they're up at 4 a.m. They're, they're practicing. They're practicing. They're practicing. They're pushing. They're fighting for success, mm-hmm. you know. And people will not really want to support you and help you if your heart isn't in it anyway. It's true. You know? It's true. The driving force is from you. Mm-hmm. And you can study any successful person, listeners, and any celebrity or any achiever or people living in your own family, in your own life, and you will know, and even yourself. And even yourself. And you will know that when you achieved with when your heart was in it, mm-hmm. when you gave it your best, you know, when you pushed yourself, you know, because if you don't care, no one else doesn't care. They get somebody else. There's a lot of hungry people out there who want it. Mm-hmm. And if you if you're only giving three percent, <laughs> right? Then the person who's who's gonna um, spill blood and sweat, they're gonna take that person. That's the person I'm hiring. <laughs> you know, because they ain't gonna waste my time. You know, I know I'm gonna get a result. And that's and that's that's what it's about. So that is what self made is about. Yeah, sure, if you're starting up a business, you're not going to do it all by yourself. Didn't mean it that way. But the idea is going to come from you. Mm. It's your vision. Then you're going to get the people on board to make it happen. You know? That's what you're going to do. But it's your vision. The onus is on you. When I wrote the book, Self Made, it was my passion. And then I got the people on board. And they only supported and helped in terms of, like, I got my editor, I got my publisher. They wouldn't give a damn if I didn't give a damn. You know, but because I cared and they could see in my face that I cared and that really meant something to me and I was mm. passionate about it and I wanted this bad. Mm. That's what they made, that's what persuaded them and pushed them to say, all right, yeah, yeah, all right, we'll do it, you know. <laughs> but if I was just like, well, yeah, you know, well, you know, I think they would say, well, yeah, I've got to, I'm going to have a coffee break or something. I'm, I need to I'm get something to eat. I'll phone you when I see you, you know. <laughs> but, they could feel they could my feel energy. your energy, your passion. That I, yeah, that I really believed in what I was talking about. Mm. And my heart wasn't that this meant everything to me. That this meant the world to me. This is what I want to sell bad. Mm. And that was what made people decide to respond. The burning desire, yes. The burning desire. Mm. So, and that is all self-made really means. It comes from you. You know? Those people that come to assist you, that's law of attraction business. That's the manifestation. It says you would attract people, places, circumstances, situations to make it happen. That's all that is. The moment you give up that vision, those people will go somewhere else. You know? We, we really have to understand that if we're going to try and make some progress in our life. We need to understand that. You know, it comes from us. Yeah, you know, as you're saying that, I just thought of, you know, when we talk about the higher self, so I'm thinking the higher self made... So the highest within you. Yeah. Brings that out. inner being. Yes. That yes. inner being. That's what, that's what self-made is. The being, exactly. the self. The, the yeah, true self. The authentic self. Absolutely. 
and and the inner self sees more than what you can see at this level you know and that's why you find sometimes things are happening a bit strange that you don't understand because you can't see the full picture yet mm. it manifest you just that way everyone picks it the, yeah you only see the part that what um, Martin Luther King said he said take the first step you don't have to see the whole state mm-hmm. staircase he said just take the first step you know and, and that's what he said Abraham Hicks got momentum you know let the momentum you know we feel it's a land mm. and then when you get up on your feet you can observe and you can decide wow. make a decision wow and, and you know that word decision we, t- we use it so loosely how important yeah. Carl is it for us to when we fall down as you said earlier on we went for the momentum how important is it for us to make a decision Very and important. not stay there and not stay Very. there yeah it's vital it's part of you you must honor that decision um and, and make it happen and that is usually where the turning point comes from the decision that's been made and that's part of the responding process to the situation you've, just, you've analyzed it you've observed you've given it thought you're not in the panic state of react react you're in the, the state of respond mm-hmm. and you've observed the situation and come to the conclusion and decided to make a decision on what's going to happen and then you start to visualize it and you start to take the action the ethos will give you direction mm. um on what is going to happen next and you'll be surprised at yourself because you'll fix yourself in that state where you're feeling down you find yourself performing that an amazing um amazing energy, um, yeah. Yeah, ability mm-hmm. skills and abilities you didn't know you had you're, you're responding you, you may be um, wiping tears from your eyes but you're still actively um taking action and suddenly the situation is starting to um to they start to, to, to be some progress and you'll find you're starting to heal mm-hmm. and, and there's an immense feeling of power within yourself and uh, that you didn't know you had or maybe hadn't experienced for a long time and suddenly you've arrived again and things are getting better you know and and the word decision means to cut off from and carl how important is it for you, for the person when they make the decision for them to not be wavering you know like somebody else says oh you know you can go this way and now someone else says you can go that That's way so how important is it for them to say this is what yeah. i want and this That's is what i'm going for you got to know that you've got to know what you want and you've got to stay on track and those around you who may be trying to <coughs> assist mm-hmm. they mean well and the heart is in the right place oh, and it's good to have that support network but you know what you want mm. and you've got the vision mm. in your head mm-hmm. and you've got to work towards that and stay on track towards that don't you know waver. that's yeah don't waver that's what i'm saying with self-made that's you mm. that ain't everybody that's you that's from you yeah. you know and that's coming from you they ain't come from nobody else that's your decision making i've got this vision this is where i want to go this is where i'm gonna go you know exactly what you want. You own it, mm. and you make it happen. And before long, it will arrive <laughs> in style. <laughs> yeah. And you can definitely, you know. Yeah, you can, Yeah, you can definitely stand there and know that you brought that into into being. Existence. With, yeah, yeah. With the you support with, and what have you. Started you started with nothing yes. but fresh air on your face. Woo. You know. <laughs> nothing in your hands oh. but just the idea uh, you know yes. what you visualize will materialize mm. everything that's oh i love in that say world. that again say that again say that again i love that what you visualize will materialize 
everything in this world started pretty much from somebody's mind you know the clothes you're wearing in somebody's mind you know the way the way things are designed the way they they're displayed it was always before they were physically made or manifested it was in somebody's head you know it was in their mind they're thinking well i could do it that way and we could put it that way it could look before long the thing's there you know and that's the same with everything so yeah. it, nothing you know, that we see with our two eyes wasn't first in someone's mind absolutely mm-hmm. and that's that and we can do the same with our own life and i know from experience it's happened to me many times where i've had the vision in my mind and then i was there with the thing it's here <laughs> and i know that i brought it here you and i'm like it. yeah and i know that i was looking at the images of that thing day in day out mm-hmm. i was visualizing it it's here it's arrived you know and that's been with books that's been with relationships that's been with everything anything situations opportunities you gotta see being on wanting to talk on stage visualizing myself being on the stage at that point i ain't got jack squid but i'm sitting there thinking and visualizing myself on stage in front of hundreds of people all these heads of people in front of me eyes yeah, the eyeballs staring. oh my yeah. god the microphone <laughs> sometimes the microphone booming your voice out yeah yeah sometimes you talking in the microphone like that sort it out control that sort it out but um but then before long you're there mm-hmm. they're like well you're on in about five minutes you ready yeah you, you've got the lump in your throat <laughs> <laughs> And then you you fly out there. You got two. If you don't fly out there, it's gonna happen. So I always just fly so out there. <laughs> so hold on, hold on, hold on. So you don't go out there tepidly. You go out there with a action, with a, with a, a plan, a man, on, a man on a mission. I got, yeah, I got to run out and skip and get out there. If you know, I got to do it because if I, it's even that way, it ain't gonna happen. <laughs> You'd be it's all the back. It's all on that. So. You, when the name is, oh, because Carl Foster says, well, phew, you just got to say, you know. You know what, Carl? I, I, I wonder, I don't know if you've ever seen Eddie Murphy. Eddie Murphy, he has a crew with him, and you see wow. the whole lot of them, they all walk together, and then it's like, I don't know what happens. All you see is Eddie Murphy, like, whoosh, on the stage. Yeah. But he's like yeah. sweating, he's nervous, yeah. he's got the butterfly, yeah, yeah. and he's got the crowd around him, and then. It's him, it's, and it's only yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. And that really but, attests to what you're saying with the self-made thing. Yes, he might yeah. have all these people, everyone patting him down and telling him he can do it. But at the end of the day, he has to be that one. Like, they can't They can't hold his hand on the stage. <laughs> they, can't, they can't hold his jaw and make his mouth open and close on the Get stage. The isn't, that, isn't that him? Isn't that all him? That's him, right? Mm. When, he's, when you're on the stage, you're on your own. Mm. You know, and you've just got to get on with it. You, you ain't got nobody to help you. You can't change there that's going to help you. The only thing that helps is preparation. So yes. you, you know, get your mind ready. You get yourself ready. I do all of the preparation stuff and get myself mentally and physically ready to do what I've got to do. That's, that, that's pretty much it. But then once the day arrives and you're on stage, then you let the information flow through you. You try and get, keep yourself relaxed and let the, 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 the presentation, the message, flow through your being um, and then it should all work it will all work out it will be all right mm-hmm. you don't want to be tense you don't want to over analyze you don't want to over observe 
just understand you're trying to communicate a message to an audience of people. Once you simplify it like that, then it should all flow because then you know what you're doing. Yeah, I love that. And, you know, that really just answers to what, you know, about um, how we create ourselves or create our lives. And to do the opposite of that is how we destroy ourselves, destroy our lives. It's what you're saying there. It's it's really what you focus on, making that decision. You know, don't take any other advice, but just go for what you've already decided on and don't look back. I I think the the challenge that people make is, they focus on what's going on around them. So if something bad is going on around them and they put all their energy on that and then they just manifest more and more of what's going on around them. And then the dream is lost. They can't even remember the dream. What was the dream? Um, can I um, can I phone a friend? I can't remember. What was the dream? They don't know. They're focused on things going around them all the time. Every minute they focus on what's going on around. Forget about what's going on around. Focus on what's going on, what you want. Yeah, you deal with what's going on around you. I mean, if you're walking down the street, you make sure that you're walking in the right part of the pavement. You're making sure that you're crossing the road when it's safe, when there's no traffic. Yeah, I understand that. But put aside that, where do you want to go in life? You focus, your mind. What do I want to accomplish? Do I want this big thing that's coming up? Do I want to improve my career, my job? Is it relationship? Is Do I want to improve my health? Focus on it. Give it visualize achieving it. Um, work towards it take action make it happen you know the other stuff is just stuff that you've got to get on with uh, you know harboring thoughts of um, negativity ain't going to help you you know focus on where you want to go yeah absolutely totally agree with everything that you've said there Carl and, and also how important is it for you to be comfortable in the mundane as you are rebuilding you know you're going towards your goals because you know repetition and all these different things and and maybe the obstacles that's coming to you know how important is it for you to be able to kind of fall in love with the routine of doing something you know over and over again like when you talked about the the bodybuilding and you know how important was it to go from the first lift to you know doing it on a very on a daily basis or you know, the progress and with something like bodybuilding you see some results quite quick um, in some aspects especially because I was like I was I was I considered myself to be skinny <laughs> um, but at the time I did it and you know I immediately I think like maybe after a week or so I started to see striations and shapes and it, on my arms and back and chest and so like that so I from, you know, from being a skinny kid to suddenly starting to see the, the development, I was like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I want to do more of this. I had to actually slow down because I started to hear that uh, us natural bodybuilders would be uh, taking any major supplements or anything like that. I mean, other than maybe a protein drink or just eating, <laughs> uh, eating well, you know, growing up and living, you know, with mum and everything um, and the food that was at home, you know. Um, there was plenty of protein, carbohydrates, vitamins, minerals to, for somebody working out. But I then learned that you needed to train one day on, one day off, one day on, one day off, and sort of mix up body parts as well. So if you're doing, I don't know, if you're doing your chest and your, um, and your back, then the next day you're going to do, maybe you might do legs, or you might do something else, or arms or shoulders. You're going to do different parts of your body. You might do sit-ups. I find abs, you can train abs quite often 
Um, I know some people who train abs every day and it it, they, it responds and responds, you know. So some body parts you can train quite often, but um, others you need to take days off to strengthen them and tone them and all that sort of stuff. So the, the, just seeing the progress was what kept me going. And it was a, it was a very exciting and magical moment because you most people in most people in the world or in the society unfortunately are so negative i remember when i was telling my college mate that i'm gonna do weights and in that moment i was a skinny teenager who had nosebleeds and suffered from hay fever and you know and was always catching colds when it was winter and he he laughed at the thought of seeing me muscled up because <laughs> He looked at me in my current state. Ah. He looked at me as I was. He couldn't see the vision. And he drew, got a bit of paper and he drew the picture of a thin man who was trying to lift up weights. And ah. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So then we finished college together and he hadn't seen me in years. Mm-hmm. And I was, I was now in my late teens or early 20s and I started raving and going to clubs and parties with my friends and stuff like that. And he had seen me like maybe two or three years after that period, that time. And I was all toned up and I was stocky and built. And he was like, wow, you did it. I said, yeah. <laughs> wow. You know, he couldn't believe it because like most people, they judge you by what they see right now. You know, so if you're struggling right now, they think, oh, well, you're always going to be struggling. And they talk to you from that point of view, not understanding you can, that you can actually change it. You know, it's a funny, Carl, because I've heard people say that, you know, a lot of people, they want to get rid of their critics. They want to get rid of the, the haters or what have you. Mm. But what you did and what they what I've heard is very important to do is use the critics, use the haters yeah. to it push you. Mo- yeah. It motivated me. Yeah. When I did that drawing, I was like, right, I'm going to show you. Show, yeah. Yeah. I'm going to show you. <laughs> so it was like, Keep it was laughing. like that. Yeah. Yeah, and I didn't know he was going to be at the club, but we were all young at the time and everybody was out. And when summertime comes, you start to see people you haven't seen in years because we're all going to the same clubs that's been promoted. And, um, and I was there at the dance and um, I saw him <laughs> with a bunch of friends and I was with my bunch of friends. And then he came, yeah, what's been happening? You know, so it was like that. And then he said, yeah, so, so you did it. <laughs> you know, I was all told up. That been a great feeling. Yeah. yeah and, um, so, you know, which proves the magic, mm-hmm. the magic that you can transform, you can change things. And it didn't matter whether I did it or not. If I wanted to stay as I was, that would have been a problem. But if, you know, but I, I didn't want to stay that way. I wanted to be more athletic, more toned up. And I also wanted to improve my health and strength. And the way I was at the time, I was, as I said, I was getting colds, flus, and nosebleeds. So obviously I didn't want to continue with that. Mm. So the idea was to build a more healthier, stronger, healthy body that could, that would perform better and, you know, and would, would improve my health. So that, that was, there was a lot more benefits to, to sticking with that goal and achieving it. Plus, as I said before, it's got me out of drinking, smoking, mm. and all, all kinds of other things that I probably could have <laughs> got into. Yeah, yeah. So you have to it, keep it, it clean, yeah. Yeah, you got to keep a clean life. Even though when saying that, I have gone to the gym mm-hmm. and I've seen some people spoil it where outside the gym they're lighting up and you sort of, sort of think, God, you've been in the gym strengthening your heart and lungs and now you've come out and you're putting um, nicotine in those lungs. But hey, do you think, you know? 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> so there are people who don't follow it um, to the core, but then that just means you've got the outside look, but inside something else is going on. So then you want the whole thing. Yeah, and, and I think you know, bringing up the you know that you did that, I think really is a good analogy for people to see how you know, because you know, when when someone changed physically, everyone yeah. can see it, and um, it's a really good analogy to help people to see how whatever goals he was or shocked. dreams, he was absolutely, yeah, he was shocked because he was thinking from average Joe Bloggs mindset <laughs> that yes. what you see, this is what this I is see. How so it this is, is it. it's always going to yeah. be like this. Yeah, nah, it can change. You can yeah. change it. That's the magic of life. People are not are not living the magic of life. They're living mediocre. We need to start to tap into the magic of life. How you can transform things, change things. We need to start to tap into that transformation that all human beings can do. You know, we need to stop looking at this is where I'm at. So this is it. No, that's rubbish. You can change it. You could be broke down and out. You could be unemployed. You know, you can change it. You can change it. You got there's options out there. You just got to set the goal. You got to work towards it. And mm-hmm. I know what it's like. I can remember being like 18 years old, no job, no nothing, and then boom, through, through trying there. The next week, I'm working in a company. I'm, I've got money coming in. I'm doing stuff. I'm you know, so you, or I'm not doing it, or I'm you know a teenager and I'm not doing anything. Suddenly, I'm on a training course and I'm, I'm meeting new people. I'm learning stuff from there, being educated. You turn it around. I'm no longer I'm watching TV. I'm <laughs> out there. Got to be somewhere at a certain time. I've got commitments, appointments. I'm building something. You can turn it around. We've got to start tapping into the transformation. Come on. Come on, people. And what you said earlier on is when you do that, you will attract the people, places and attitudes. So all you need is your yeah. mind. All exactly. you need is your mind. Because the things that people tend to say is, but what about this? But uh, they the focus on this minute, right? This second. People that come in will have those things. The situation yeah. will bring those things. And the, the scenario and the situation will change. Suddenly mm-hmm. somebody sitting in front of you who is part of the goal. And you're like, <laughs> oh, oh, right. um, um, oh, yeah, oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> so that's how it works. Been there before. I, I, when I was getting ready to write the book, um, I went in a um, coaching academy training course, a two-day course. A guy from the States um, came and sat right next to me, who was part of the goal. He was somebody who got someone to mentor me in the early part of the book in terms of encouraging me and sort of keep me going. So I was using them and then I was also listening to Bob Proctor on audio and I was also listening to a whole bunch of audio stuff so I was doing effort to just really fire up this subconscious mind break through the barriers going all that determination you know and I attracted the, all the right, right people but when it started where did the goal start there weren't nobody at the time I was in my in my bed writing <laughs> on my laptop and typing there weren't no there weren't Jack Squid there there was nobody there you know so, so what could I do I could say oh well there's nobody here so um I can't do but the moment I, <laughs> the moment I said, I'm going to write a book, the universe shift, the energy move, everything. things start to spin and stuff started to happen. And suddenly I was bumping into people who were talking about the same thing, you know, and then, the, then, well, the magic started, you know, magic started. So that's what you've got to do, listeners. It's going to happen to you. Your, 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 your time is coming. 
And I love that quote you mentioned, what you visualise will materialise. Visualise and materialise your dreams. It's coming. Hold on to the vision. Hold on to it. Keep feeding that vision. Just keep looking at it. Keep staring at it. It's coming. You know? Don't Uh, ignore your dreams. Carl, how can people get in touch with you? How can they get a session with you? How can they get your book? Where are you on social media? Just tell us. Bear it, bear it all, bear it all. <laughs> they can get me on Facebook, um, Twitter, LinkedIn, um, and then there's the Self Made website, www.selfmade.me.uk. So inbox me, let's talk. Mm. And Carl, where do you see yourself in the next five years or so? What's the I want to be. I just want to be connecting with people, inspiring people, uplifting people. I'm concerned about our young people. Yes. I want I want to get them on track. I want to talk to them. I want to speak to them. You know, that's the next generation. Mm. You know, we've got to start getting these kids to visualise success and achievement, progress. Don't care if you're from poor neighbourhood, poor household. Mm-hmm. Don't care what you've been through. You can still make it through. Yeah. Remember, they will attract the people and places with the right exactly. attitude. Exactly. Mm. The buck starts with you. What do you want to do? Where do you want to be? Don't want to hear no excuses. Oh, it was because of this. Oh, it was because of that. But where I live, nobody's doing that. <laughs> Don't want to hear none of that. What do you want? Mm. Where do you want to go? Let's talk about that. Mm. And then we'll work towards achieving it. 